I am here with uh, Tim Moyler from Agape UK. And Agape, the E has a little hyphen, doesn't it? It certainly does. Otherwise, it's a gape, which sounds a bit nasty, doesn't it? it? How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing very well, thanks. It's so good to talk to you, Andy. Bless you. Great. Um, So uh, my son um, came to Christian Resources Exhibition and he uh, met all sorts of people, including yourselves, which was great. So for for the uninitiated, what is Agape UK? What's a a simple um, explanation of what it is that it does? Oh, gosh, let's see if I give you a really simple one. (laughs) Well, basically, we're a bunch of people, about 100 or so. Uh, and uh, we, our passion is to help people discover Jesus and then discover how they can follow him and hopefully ho- follow him with others. Great. So um, how? What, what are the mechanics of that? What, what is it that's happening in order to do that? How do you help? Yeah, people? so we've got, a, a, we've got um, a team of staff and volunteers that are working in all different areas of, of life, of society. Um, we're working with families, married couples, uh, people in relationships, students, business people, diplomats working with churches, sports people, and even with the most vulnerable refugees and so on. So a wide variety of areas. Uh, but we're an organization that, you know, if you're a Christian or even not non-Christian, but even a Christian, um, you'll be forgiven for not being fully aware of us. Because a lot of what we do is is in a way sort of under the wire. It's It's one-to-one relationships. It's just getting on and connecting with people and, and being a help with people, you know, just uh, uh, looking to inspire, encourage and enable ordinary people uh, to, as I say, discover Jesus and then learn how to follow him. And one of the ones that you just mentioned, which I'm going to have to come back to, um, mm-hmm. diplomats. How do you work with diplomats? What, what are you, you see, doing? That's to the help area them? I can say least about probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> as you can imagine, it's uh, it's quite a sensitive area, you know. But uh, mm. uh, primarily, we have a team working in London, and uh, our job is just to network in that community uh, to discover Christians okay. and relate to people who maybe not Christian but would like to know more about what it means to be a Christian. Uh, a lot of diplomats come from countries where Christianity isn't a big thing. They come to the UK, maybe disappointed to find it's not as big as they thought. Uh, uh, but uh, but it, lovely if they can meet people who are truly following Jesus and know Him, and then find out what it's all about. You know, uh, so uh, some of my colleagues have been extraordinarily helpful to some diplomats, their families, and so on, uh, uh, just by networking in in among that community. Mm. Wow. What uh, what a mission that one is. Um, yeah. So you yeah. mentioned other one to ones like married couples. Are, are you talking about marriage guidance, or is it people in distress, or is it what what's the marriage element? Yes, I suppose it's more about um, <clears throat> helping you to have a good marriage. So it doesn't matter whether your marriage is currently uh, absolutely wonderful or, or 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 under pressure in many ways, which I suppose would be the majority of mar- marriages being realistic, whether you're Christians or not Christians. Uh, whatever you believe uh, you'll be under pressure in some ways and and uh my colleagues uh have a, a ministry called family life and they work in a number of different ways they have a, a wonderful resource called together which is run by many churches in small groups just helping uh, couples come together and just talk about um areas of uh marriage life uh married life and um family life uh, and just journeying together through some really really helpful uh, uh, material uh, and it's great because you don't have to talk about areas of your marriage that are sensitive you don't feel comfortable to share with others um, uh, but it does help you and encourage you to have more and better 
and more helpful conversations with your partner sure. if that makes sense <laughs> no it does i think it's one of those things these days um i say this sometimes and it surprises people but i used to do help midwives deliver breastfeeding workshops hmm. and one of the parts that i used to introduce was the idea of cup feeding breast milk expressed milk my wife went to work so i was at home with the children and what I found was so many of the mums that were there would say, we knew none of this because right. their mums hadn't passed the information down. So they're yeah. coming to the midwives learning well, how to breastfeed, which at one sense, well, it's fairly simple, but actually there are things that make it easier. And if that information isn't communicated from mum down to daughter, then how are you going to know? You don't know what you don't know. And one really special thing is when we had a lady from South Africa, her mum had travelled from South Africa to the UK she joined her daughter. It's one of the first mums we've actually had. And she said, you know, this is wonderful. But why are other mums not doing this to their daughters? Because my daughter knows this because I've shared it. And I guess that's maybe part of what you're able to step in to help is, is that lack of communication from, from parents downwards. Yeah, it could be an awkwardness. It could just a lack of confidence, maybe. Mm. Uh, maybe not even some cases, a lack of knowledge, good, helpful knowledge, you know. And it, it's very much like that in what we're doing uh, is, uh, you know, we find that um, uh, it, uh, most Christians, for example, will recognize their responsibility to share their faith, to share the good news of Jesus with other people. After all, if it is the best news on planet earth and i think most christians would say it is if you're truly following jesus there is nothing better then why is it that we struggle with that and and there's been some fantastic um research done over the years um it, uh, there was some done a few years ago which i i, I use quite a lot um where um the survey amongst uh, committed christians revealed that 87 percent of those christians said they lack the confidence to tell their own story of how they got to know and follow Jesus. 87%, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And 48% um, said they're just generally too scared to talk about their faith, let alone their own story. Um, and but another thing that came up was interesting. They said that 74% um, of their non-Christian friends didn't seem to be interested about in talking about these things. Now, this is very interesting because some more recent um, research done uh, showed that when uh, Christians did have a conversation with non-Christians, about a third of them said that they would um, uh, open, said they were open to an encounter with Jesus. How about that? Wow. So the point here is that if if we had more confidence and felt more able and equipped uh, uh, to have great conversations with people, helpful conversations, natural conversations, <laughs> not weird and cringy, we don't do that stuff. Um, but have really helpful uh, conversation with people, then uh, a third of them would be in a in a place uh, where they would say, tell me more, tell me how I can know God personally. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I remember. I'm sure it's um, Penn and Teller, the US uh, magicians. Yes. And yes. they were, there's the, the taller one of the two, his name escapes me. He yeah. said, Angelette. thank you. Um, there's a, a Christian in the US, um, Ray, and he he's passionate about Jesus. And this guy, mm. I'm an atheist, I'm a magician, I don't believe in God. But he said, mm. I have much respect for my friend, Ray, because he always takes the opportunity to tell me about Jesus. And if he believes passionately in what he's doing, then I have respect for him wanting to share it. Because if he has that information and doesn't share it, I don't want that as a friend of mine, even if he doesn't believe the same thing. So it's it's that thing of, if we've got a good message, yes, we need to share it, don't we? But how do we share it naturally? That's the big issue, isn't it? Yes. And that's one of the things that really drives me every day I get up, Andy, is how can I help more Christians have really helpful, natural conversations 
with people who don't know Jesus in such a way that um, we, we can discover people who want to know more. And it seems that most people want to know more about the Christian faith, but to them it's a mystery. It's for maybe the chosen few. It's for those who are religious. You know, it's the it's for the nice people, all that crazy stuff. Mm. Or of course, Jesus wouldn't agree with any of that at all. He'd said, "No, my my message is for everybody." <laughs> you yeah. know, um, God so loved the world, He said that uh, that He sent His only Son. And no, this didn't. Jesus didn't say that, but it says that in John's Gospel. Yeah. Uh, that, that you know, everybody should know Him. Um, and um, Jesus Himself said, um, uh, "When I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself." You know, so we know that Jesus is trying to draw everyone on planet Earth to himself, you know, and um, we as Christians, I think, have a help, have a responsibility to help people see just how much God loves them <laughs> mm. and just how much he's, he's, his arms are wide open and he's just drawing them to himself. And Jesus came to live that out in practice among us. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're at uh, uh, um at uh, um, a time of year when we think about Christmas <laughs> yeah. and why did Jesus come into the earth? What was that all about? Did he just come to be a baby? Uh, no, we know if we follow on to the, um, uh, to the Easter story that it has quite a dramatic ending. No, there was a, a big task that had to be done and that was to actually deal with this whole issue of why we're separated from God. Why are we separated from our mm. creator? You know, and, um, and the Bible explains that very clearly. And um, as Christians, I think if we can be more clear, more helpful to people in helping them just see how God has come up with the great solution to this problem that, that separates us from him, uh, you know, wouldn't that be a good thing? <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Um, I remember seeing uh, a baptism one time and there were there was a range of people and there was one guy who was in his 50s. He'd had um, a brain injury as a child so he was described as somebody who was going to be stuck with a speaking age for about eight. His, his ability was about an eight-year-old to communicate. Mm. And I remember him getting up to be baptized and people said, oh, he shouldn't be getting baptized. You know, he can't speak for himself. And he said, Jesus loves me. So I love Jesus. So I want to get baptized. Mm. It doesn't get much simpler, does it? And that mm. is exactly what we're saying. It's that beautiful message of Jesus, which is so simple for us all. I think that's such a good point. You know, I think... Um, uh, sometimes Christians fall into the trap of overcomplicating things that Jesus made simple. <laughs> and at the heart of it, uh, the good news of Jesus is a very simple message, you know. But what, uh, I think we obviously tend, we often tend to bury it in a lot of uh, religiosity and things that sort of distract you from the heart of, of this good news message that Jesus right. came to proclaim. And um, one of the interesting things in that Agape do, we've produced a, a little booklet called Knowing God Personally. And it's only a few book, uh, pages, tiny little booklet, but it summarizes all the stuff in the Bible that you need to know if you want to actually get to know your creator personally. You want yeah. to know God personally through Jesus. And it, it, it makes it very clear and very simple. And uh, if any of your listeners wanted to get hold of that, you can, um, you know, if they want to contact me, I'll pop a copy in the post, or you can go on our website, agapade.org.uk, go into our resources section and download a PDF of this booklet and look at it for yourself. And it explains so clearly, so helpfully, how you can actually get to know uh, God personally. 
But yeah, you know what, um, Andy, I think at the end of the day, what I'd love to see is more Christians uh, being more open and more confident to to share this message uh, with people that don't know Jesus yet. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, that's that's what drives me. <laughs> I can see that, which is exciting. Um, so tell us a bit more about, about your um, part within um, Agape. What was your story of faith? How did you uh, come to work with Agape UK? And what is it you're doing now? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, yes, I'd been Christian quite a number of years before I bumped into Agape. Um, when I first became a Christian, it, it was a wonderful thing for me because um, my life would change quite dramatically. Uh, I was pretty messed up. I was the age of 22 and I'd really struggled with life. I'd been to boarding school and life was just a big struggle for me when I'd left school, tried to make it in the world. And uh, I, I was a singer in a rock and roll band. That was my fun thing to do when I wasn't working. Um, uh, and um, uh, and I would uh, 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 yeah, drink too much, <laughs> live my life too wildly. Uh, and uh, But in the process of all of that, uh, in my early 20s, I started to um, do concerts at various um, uh, venues, um, off, often on my own, doing like folk songs and stuff, and um, I, I I did some in churches. I was invited to do concerts at churches, and even though I wasn't a Christian, <laughs> that's the fun thing. Um, um, and uh, I bumped into a whole load of what I can only describe as real live Christians. I mean, these were people you could tell they knew God personally. They were following Jesus. Hmm. They were um, they had a peace. They had um, a joy uh, about them that I desperately needed. <laughs> and, uh, they had a hope. I think that's probably the, the thing that most people today want more than anything is hope. You know, and, and they had hope. They had a hope for the future. Tomorrow didn't worry them. <laughs> um, and and so I would hang around with them and they were just so kind to me. They would invite me around for meals. You know, they wouldn't be afraid to get their Bibles out. They weren't ashamed of that. Uh, they would share their stories with me and everything just resonated. It was just so real and so true. Mm. And uh, it, now and again, they'd say, Tim, why don't you become a Christian? <laughs> and I would I would uh, make all sorts of excuses. I'd say, oh, I'm not ready yet. I've got too many questions and so on. <laughs> One day I found myself in a church and uh, this guy came along and he did what I wish more Christians did. He just explained the good news of Jesus, the gospel, if you like. You've heard that word. Um, so clearly, and I made the commitment there and then to follow Jesus, and um, uh, my life was changed dramatically. I mean, for me, I was very fortunate, if you like, uh, um, in that I was healed at the same time as being saved. <laughs> um, uh, but that's an, another story that doesn't happen that way for everybody. Um, but I wanted my friends to get to know him. And so I went off a bit, probably a bit like a bull in a china shop, which is, <laughs> um, not something you see introverts do very often. Um, and, and I, I don't think I made a very good job at, at sharing my faith story with people. And after a while, I gave up. You know, I thought, you know what? There are people uh, in the church who seem to like this sort of thing. They seem to be good at it but I am not one of them. So I thought, right, I'll leave it to them. And I'm happy to, I went on to be a worship leader, leading worship, leading the singing at, at, at church. 
uh, I'd make cups of tea afterwards. Don't ask me to talk to people about Jesus because mm. you know what? I've tried that. It doesn't work. And I find it very scary and I find it very strange and very weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good at it. And, and, and that, there was me making even more excuses than I did before as a Christian. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? I kept that up for a uh, best part of 20 years, Andy, uh, until, um, a friend of mine said, Hey, let's go along to this meeting that, uh, uh Agape UK are running. <laughs> Uh, it's about how you can be more confident in sharing your faith. And I said, uh, thanks, Paul, but I don't do that sort of thing. <laughs> and anyway, he turned up one Saturday and took me along to the course. And I met all these people from Agape. And, and it was, you know, it's like when I met all those, um, Christians when I wasn't yet a, a Christian myself, there was something about them that was just very exciting. And, um, they would go through some really uh, practical stuff. And I thought, wow, how have I managed to be such a silly Billy for so long <laughs> when actually they've explained the Christian faith and what it means to follow Jesus so clearly and simply, and actually in a way that I could do that, I could explain that to other people. Um, that's the short version. There was more to it than that. Um, but um, that was a bit of a breakthrough for me. Three years later, I ended up joining Agape UK. Um, and... Um, uh, so I've been in Agape UK 23 years now, 23 wow. years. Uh, and, and even during my time in Agape, um, I, I've had to learn so much. Uh, God's been very gracious with me, very patient with me. Um, but he's taught me, uh, he's brought me to a place where, um, uh, a few years ago, uh, I worked with uh, a really good friend of mine, Dave Pegg. Uh, who is what you might call an evangelist. He's, he's an extrovert, <laughs> oh, more an extrovert than, than I am anyway. And, and we shared a passion to, and that was to help uh, in that case, uh, young people, uh, growing confidence in sharing their faith with their peers at school, college, mm-hmm. university, whatever. And, um, I, uh, uh, I re- remember that Agape, we got this course called Living and Telling. So we thought we'd run this for a whole bunch of school leavers in one year, which is actually 2009. And we gathered all the uh, Christian and church young people we could find together who are leaving school, going to college or uni. And we ran this training. And you know what? We could see them change before our eyes. <laughs> wow. Suddenly the light was going on. There was a confidence. You could see the confidence rising in them. And, uh, and, um, uh, we've been running that course every year in Exeter, where where I live near Exeter, and people have come from all around the country and even from overseas uh, mm-hmm. to do the course. And we've had hundreds of people do it now, all coming to Exeter. <laughs> and uh, we have we had uh, church leaders saying, "Hey, we keep hearing about this training you're running," and of course. Uh, Dave and I were adding things and developing it and evolving it each year that we ran it in Exeter. And I'd say to the church leaders, well, you know, uh, it's all in our heads and it's video clips and on bits of paper and stuff. We realized we needed to, to actually do something helpful for churches. And that is to put everything into a form that we could just give it away to people. And we had this great idea of pointing a camera at each other and just doing all the training to camera. And then saying to church leaders or youth leaders, here, here's all the training, you know, uh, just uh, watch the videos. And but as we did that, God stopped us and made us really think about how we could deliver our training in a in the most helpful way, in the most transferable way. And we spent five years (laughs) 
working on this material and developing the course. And in 2019, we launched the brand new version of Living and Telling, which anyone can access online, download all the videos for free, download the leader's guide. Um, and um, you can run your own course, uh, you know, whether you're in a, a, a church, a small group, a youth group or whatever. We say that um, living and telling is for anyone aged 16 to 116. And it's for every Christian. It doesn't matter whether you're a brand new Christian or you've been following Jesus all your life. There's stuff in the course that you will find massively helpful. And um, so uh, that's what we're doing now. We're rolling it out. We're, we're actually going around the world now with the course. We Last year, we launched the Jamaican edition. This summer, a whole bunch of my colleagues took that edition to uh, Sierra Leone, uh, started up a whole new movement there amongst some students in in uh, uh, Sierra Leone. They're now wanting to produce a West African version of Living and Telling, <laughs> and and so on. This the story is 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 spreading everywhere, and there's nothing. You know, this isn't rocket science we're talking about. This is basic stuff. But I think what's unique about living and telling is that it's the way it's collected all this really helpful stuff together through years of actually doing it mm. in a form that we can say to uh, anyone, look, take it and, and, and run with it and you'll find it helpful. The other key thing about living and telling is that um, uh, you can't do it on your own. Some people say to me, Andy, hey, still living and telling, is that, is that just yet another uh, personal evangelism training course. And I say, well, no, it ju just isn't. <laughs> this is this is a course that you have to do with someone else because you're going to go on a journey with someone else. And it's a highly interactive course where you actually learn by doing. <laughs> and uh, uh, and so, uh, yeah, the videos um, that go with the course have lots of pause points during them. So you get a little bit of input and then you pause then you do some sort of activity and it could be having a conversation. It could be digging into the Bible just to check things out for yourself. It could be praying together. It could be trying things out with each other. You know, um, but, uh, it's, it's very interactive and very busy, very lively, great fun. And you, you go on an adventure with others. Uh, and so it's something that I would recommend to absolutely every Christian. If you haven't done living and telling yet, please look at it and please uh, consider doing it. Fabulous. Um, there's a lot in there that's really encouraging. And I think it is really hard, isn't it? You think you, you, you find Jesus, someone tells you about Jesus, you think, wow, this is amazing. That bull in the china shop thing. Yeah, I think many Christians have been there and, and we go all out and then we kind of get a bit squashed. But what struck me was God gave us 10 commandments. Man took those 10 commandments, turned them into many thousands. I yeah. did a, a, an all age service and one of my talks, so I actually wrote it out on a scroll and I rolled it down the middle of of the congregation and i said this is teeny tiny font this is all the rules we took from the 10 rules and then what did jesus come and do okay let's make two is that any better you know it's that it's simple isn't it and we we, we do have that wonderful ability to complicate things beyond comprehension that's right that's right so my passion is to just bring it back to the simple straightforward um you know clear understandable transferable you know um it's got to be something that a that, that a, a child can understand and so when we came to um, film the the videos the training videos um we we uh designed the course so that about 25 percent of it is video input and then 75 percent of the time you spend 
processing that <laughs> because it's actually in the having the conversations trying things out working with another uh, alongside another person that actually you learn you know uh, any teacher will tell you that <laughs> you know it's you can't sit and just have input for too long before zoning out so we we deliberately address that um so we've got uh, um 12 different presenters we've got 10 videos 12 different presenters and uh, uh, and so you there's lots of variety it's very busy every video every session you do is different to the ones before each one builds on the previous ones and um each of these uh, the 10 sessions of living and telling you can do in about an hour so any small group where you can gather a bunch of christians together for an hour you can you can get going with living and telling wow um that's got me excited um <laughs> right so uh, agape uk you, you said that it's often quite hidden or perhaps in the background might be another way of wording that um uh -huh. What what are you offering? Is it are you more offering towards churches to help them, or is it a bit of both that you're helping individuals as well? Because you said this isn't just a yes. another personalised evangelism thing. Yeah. So what what would be um, the mission statement for Agape UK today? Yes, so it would be very much that that we want to help every Christian. We want to inspire, encourage, and enable every Christian to grow in confidence in sharing Jesus naturally and helpfully. And so, uh, yeah, we it's it's actually in more recent years that we've put a lot more emphasis on working with churches, with leaders, whether senior leaders or house group leader, any sort of leader in, in the church to get alongside them and really help them so i would say if you're any sort of leader in the church and you would appreciate some help and input in uh growing your your people <laughs> uh, to grow their confidence in sharing jesus with those among them uh which has got to be the most important thing we do at the end of the day <laughs> uh, because if we be. don't do that or if we stop doing it then the church isn't going to last long but if you want help with that and you really are keen to see um, more Christians uh, having great conversations with those who, who want to know about Jesus and then talk to us really talk to us get in touch with agape.org.uk get in touch with us and do consider doing the um, living and telling course again talk to us if you want to know more about it we've got lots of stuff that will help you evaluate it and find out more about it you'll find a lot of that on the agape uh, website um, I wanted to come back to something you said about your own faith journey because you talked about sure. You, you were in this place, you weren't living the life that you would look back and say that was great. You met these Christians and you said they had hope and they had joy and they had peace. I just wanted to come back to that because whenever I read any testimonies of people who have come to faith from whatever their background is, the one common trend is always, I met some Christians, perhaps it wasn't so great, but I met some Christians and there was peace and there was joy and there was hope. Mm. And it's those three words which ah, interesting. so frequently come out a yes. variation of that but it's that yes, peace yes. that hope that joy yes what is it do you think that that you saw that made you recognize those those tenets of of the christian faith where we have peace and we have hope and joy what what was it that you think that you saw tangibly that mm. you could then say that's peace that's hope yeah i think uh, uh gosh that's, a, that's an interesting question um uh, i think they would they were very confident in what they believed. Um, and they were people who weren't just talking about their faith, but they were living it out. I think, uh, you know, for me, uh, being good news and speaking good news must go hand in hand. And these folks were doing it, you know, mm -hmm. they were good news people. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, the, the peace thing is very, very interesting because that is the one word that I would use 
to describe my life from the moment I became a Christian because I received a peace at that moment that I'd never experienced before. It was deep and it was profound. And I think it's only when you experience that that you go, aha, that's what was missing. You know, gosh, I'm so glad I have that peace now. And that peace, despite all the ups and downs of my life, the twists and turns, the battles that I've had, that deep peace hasn't gone away, hasn't left me. And um, you know what, there's um, uh, one thing I discovered that actually peace and joy are just like two sides of the same coin, <laughs> you know. Uh, you can be joyful, but we're not joyful all the time. But when you're not joyful, you can still know that peace. And actually, they're the, they're the same thing in a funny sort of way, but just expressing themselves differently. Peace and joy, yeah. I did a, a talk with a youth group once, and I said, right, can you find the word happy in the Bible? And, the, and they really struggled. Um, yeah. And uh, what I was trying to explain to them was happiness is very much, um, it's nice. We all want to be happy. Of course we do. <laughs> But happiness, it's almost a counterfeit to joy. That's how I would describe and that's how I describe it to them. Yes. Because we can be happy and we can buy happiness. We can buy a DVD. We can buy a nice meal. We feel happy. Yes. But it's not sustained because no. it diminishes. Whereas that sense of peace and joy that you're talking about, like you said, through the twists and turns of life. And yes. I would imagine in the last decades, you haven't had a perfectly free life of no problems whatsoever. And yet through that, that peace is sustained. Yes. Yes. And I think it's um, it's knowing that peace in all the battles of life that helps you grow in confidence that actually you are on the right track. You know, following Jesus does make a whole load of sense, you know, uh, in so many ways. But um, but yes, I you know, I look back on my life now and um, I've been following Jesus for the best part of 50 years now. <laughs> so that gives wow. you a to my age. Uh, and, uh, not you know, early 20s then. <laughs> and I just just wouldn't go back. I wouldn't exchange that for anything. You know, um, there have been moments in my life when I've I, I've had extraordinary ups, pluses. You know, times when I've uh, known the presence of God in such a a real, real tangible way. Uh, but it's not like that most of the time. You know, most of the time it's just a quiet uh, peace and just getting on with the the practical things that i have to do day by day um uh, but um and i wouldn't say i live for those uh massive joyful moments uh, those those wonderful moments when uh, um i in, in i know the presence of god they're wonderful when they happen but that's not a motivator for me i think the motivator for me is that i share my story as honestly and accurately and real, really, you know, uh, as, po as possible with people such that they can actually work out how they can get to know Jesus for themselves and how to follow him. And also that it's this isn't something uh, for good people. It's not something for religious people. <laughs> it's, you know, this is for this is for people like you and me, Andy, who mm. actually mess up a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, yes. For people who need need jesus you know some people say well what are you saying is this like a crutch well so if it's a crutch give me two um uh, uh you know uh, this is this is what actually makes sense of life for me um, when i was in school sixth form level so uh that's 16 to 18 year olds i remember being challenged by a guy i'm an atheist that's what he said mm -hmm. and he said andy you're you have this thing you call it faith and it's a crutch and i said yes you're absolutely right because <laughs> without jesus i'm gonna fall over and yeah. I, remember, I remember having this conversation. I think he was a bit shocked that by accusing me of having my faith as a crutch, I would be like, oh, oh, no, no. And I said, 
yeah, I really need Jesus because without him, yeah. I'm not going to get through this life. That's such a good story. You know, we really don't have to be defensive, do we, about yeah. our faith? You know, some Christians say, oh, I, I don't want to get into this whole area of having to share my faith with people. You <laughs> have to defend everything. You know, I have to explain everything. I, I can't do that. I don't feel confident. Well, they're being very honest with me. But that's not what God, uh, it, that's not what God expects. That's not what Jesus expects. He, he wants us just to be real with people. Uh, and well, I think when we're very just real people and we're prepared to get alongside people uh, and they will see God in us eventually at some stage in some way or another. They will see God in us uh, if we truly are following him uh, ourselves. I was thinking about the word repentance, which is a very religious word. Repentance mm -hmm. is the Roman soldier's thing for do a 180 and go back the other way. That's all repentance means. Yeah. And I was thinking about how quite often as Christians, we do the 180, we do the repenting, we say sorry to God, we meet him, we go the opposite way. Yeah. And then we think, oh, this isn't rubbish. Let me go off on a slight detour. This looks better. And rather than going in the opposite direction, <laughs> now we're sort of not quite the opposite. We're sort of skewing back to where we used to be because we need to keep looking to Jesus. And I think that's where things like what the, the, the living and telling course you do, it reminds us how to keep our foundation. Like where, where, what's the, what's the, the, the level? Where's the ground? What's the plumb line? Yeah. Yeah. In order that when we do that repenting, when we do that 180, when we, we turn away from the life we had to a life that we can have peace and hope, mm. actually we can keep doing you know, the opposite direction, not sort of nearly the opposite. Yeah, that's and good. That, yeah. That, that's a really good point. Um, yes, I think, I and mean, I've heard many stories of people becoming a Christian, you know, deciding to follow Jesus after doing or, or while doing living and telling because although the course isn't designed to help you become a christian i think well about half the people in this country would say that they are christian uh, but only about one in eight of those attend church or read their bible regularly so there's obviously about only about one in, one in eight of uh, uh of those who call themselves christian who are what you might call practicing christians or committed to to following jesus however you want to describe that so um i i think there's a lot of people a lot of people who call themselves christians would really really um find it helpful to do living in living and telling yeah um and to find out a bit more about what jesus had in mind uh when he said follow me um let me uh, let me finish here for you one of the it's a it's an old translation of the bible but it says by by your fruit will you be known and i think that's quite probably a lot of what you're doing is rather than saying to people, right, you've got to do this, you must do that, and make sure you've got this in your head. It's just actually living a godly life, yeah. actually following Jesus is not just a thing, it's actually a lifestyle, yes. not a coat for a Sunday afternoon or morning. No, and I think right. that, um, is that sort of what you're trying to help people to understand? It's, it's, yes, it's that's good. We are. Um, yeah, I, I've had people do living in telling and say to me, you know, I'm not quite sure how much I've learned from that. I said, you know what, um, I'm not too bothered about how much you've learned, but how much you've been transformed. Wow. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in one of his letters, didn't he? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think I would say to Christians, are you prepared? Are you open to let God renew your mind? Uh, uh, because... Um, it's the most wonderful thing when we just open to him and say, look, help. I <laughs> want, yeah. I don't feel that I am following Jesus as you had in mind or as I, as I want to even, uh, will you help me? Will you help me? Will you? And I think that's, a, that's, um, about submitting ourselves. It's about saying, look, Lord, here I am. Take me, use me, make me more the person you want me to be. Make me a more helpful Christian. <laughs>
That's um, a rather beautiful place to finish, I think. Um, just give us one more, the, uh, the the website where people can find all of this, especially that little document. Yes. Um, so we are Agape, uh, which is A-G-A-P-E, agape.org.uk. And if you go into there, if you dig around our resources section, you'll find Knowing God Personally. And that is the little booklet that will explain how you can get to know God personally. And then if you want to know more about the course, it's simply called Living and Telling. And we have, uh, if you want to type Living and Telling into Google, you'll find all sorts of things pop up, but it will take you back to uh, where you can find more about the course. But uh, if anybody is, is driving during drive time, pure 24-7 drive time, and they haven't got any way of writing this down, I'm sure they can get in touch with you, Andy, and you'll point them in the right direction. Absolutely, yeah. We'll put the, we'll put this out as a video. We'll link uh, back to you. Um, that's very helpful. Thanks. That's fine, um, Tim. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Uh, well, thank I'm you. feeling encouraged. Well, that's good. I hope <laughs> I didn't ramble too much. As, no. <laughs> as I said to you earlier, this isn't my natural habitat, but I hope that something of what I've shared has uh, really um, been helpful to some of your listeners. That it's is great. But in testament to what you were saying about living and telling, you are living and telling Jesus, and that is what comes through, which is more authentic than anything we can ever strive to be that's lovely thank you bless you right thank you tim um if it's you want so to know more to check out the website and we'll uh, we'll link to that as well and um, tim thank you so much so good to chat thank you pure 24 7 radio is listener supported which means we are free online and always pure because of the generous support of our listeners if you would like to contribute financially please visit pure247radio.org. If you'd like to find out how we use your money, please visit the Our Cost section. Any donation of any size will help keep us on air and broadcasting for free. Thank you.